Dearest listeners, hello, and welcome to another installment of Between Two Spoons, your podcast for Weatherspoon's news, Weatherspoon's silliness, and all of your gastro-pubbing anarchist needs. Join us on this installment as we explore art and our daily lives. And uh, we got we just, we got a lot of it for you, about two hours worth. It's a lot of art. You want art? We got it. We got art here. We're gonna talk art. It's art. This is the art special. So join me and Hannah, our resident art expert, as we go to the Robert Fitzhardley Weatherspoon in Bristol. We also got to use a brand new recording device for this episode. Very exciting. However, did lead to a couple of technical difficulties, which we will cover. Other than that, we got to our regular, degular gastropubbing current events. And we even got to take a tour of class and style of the Robert Fitzhardley's Weatherspoon art. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely stunning. Well, just uh, stick around, and we'll take you on the art tour with us. Between two spoons. Let's get it. Click record twice. <gasps> oh my I God. had to click record twice. No. Uh, dear listeners, welcome to Between Two Spoons, and we are just gutted. <laughs> we are so gutted. John, right I now. have deja vu right now. Do you have deja vu right now? Yeah. I have deja vu right now. <laughs> it feels like. I don't know, just 30 minutes ago, I was starting off a podcast with you. <laughs> it feels a lot like that right now, doesn't it, Hannah? Yeah. Dear listeners, uh, we are here at the Robert Fitzgerald. God damn it. <laughs> no! I still can't remember the name of this weather spoon. The, uh, the Robert Fitzharding. Yep, Robert Fitzhardly. <laughs> Fitzhardly know the name. <laughs> damn it. Dear listeners, uh, we just lost a half an hour of content and yeah. we're gutted. It's, it's a little heartbreaking, but, you know, say la vie. It was, it was kind of a protra- protracted uh, agenda review. It was really, yeah, we did talk about nothing for a bit. And then, but a really, really great bit on pigeons oh. and Clint Eastwood and Uma Thurman. I know, we're going to redo that for a sec. Okay, so listeners, um, let's give you some context. So, sure. Between Two Spoons is back. Uh, we are here in Bristol, in Bedminster, at the Robert Fitzhardley. <laughs> it's Robert Fitzhardley. I'm just trapped on this pub. We'll never say this pub's name right. I'm here with Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hannah's here with me, and we have a new recording device today. And I'm like, I'm like fucking paranoid about it now. Okay, I got a new recorder because the audio's been a thing, and I've been recording it out of my phone. So yeah, we got this new recording device, it's and it's really official looking. It looks like I'm a person. Kind and of hard to understand. 
Yeah. Which I think has led to the current situation. So we just sat down like the first half an hour of the episode. And then I like, I'm like, let me see how we're doing on, let me just check the device. We were really, we were vibing, we were going. And I'm like, uh, zero seconds recorded. That might be a problem. (laughs) And we were just talking to each other. We were just fucking talking to each other. uh, Pretty weird for like a half an hour. Yeah. What a weird conversation to have but not record. I know, right? Yeah. No. Maybe it's a good thing we don't have this on record, but I think it's actually more of a bad thing. Like, we, your listeners needed to be subjected to that. Really understand, like, that was a good entryway to the weirdness that I think will ensue. I'm so sad. I'm like I'm, hot. I'm, I'm like sweating I'm right now. I'm heartbroken for you. I'm yeah. actually hot. Literally like 30 seconds ago, I'm John sweating. had to like take his sweater off and he looked very upset. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, my face is hot and red right now. I feel so stupid. You know what? You know what's crazy? John, I'm still cold. <laughs> You're still cold. Ah, uh, dear listeners, it's fucking cold out. Yeah. Uh, today is December 11th and it snowed this morning. We talked about this for wait, probably, uh, we talked about this for a while yeah. and we lost episode. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. The last 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, the lo- forever lost. Yeah, we got we got it like being generous like a, a centimeter, 2 centimeters of snow in between the hours of 3 a.m. and 8 a.m. Um it was a nice little like atmospheric slushy overcast walk down to Bedminster. <laughs> Bed down to Robert. Robert Fitz Warren G. Harding. Yep. It is the most forgettable name of any J.D. Weatherspoon. <laughs> I will say that. Like, we've been we've been setting down an episode for, I don't know, 45 minutes. Yeah. Still can't remember the name and of this And this place. is also, like, I chose this Weatherspoon location. <laughs> like, John gave me, this? like, a list of options. Um, <sighs> we talked for a while about the fact that this is my first Weatherspoon. What do you, let's talk about the carpet. I hate carpet. There's a lot of carpet in this weather. The carpet's really, honestly, quite ugly. It, it feels <laughs> like, I just, like, logically don't understand this decision. Um, because at a, at a locale where you sell alcoholic beverages that are inevitably going to be spilled all over the place, it's just going to, like, absorb into the carpet. Yeah. Um, we covered, we, we gave away um, the big thing. We gave away the whole Weatherspoon's business model strategy. We did. Which I've never talked to. I only just recently learned. Do you want to break the news? Dear the listen- hot <laughs> Dear listeners, turns out the cheap beer that you're drinking is about to go bad. So they, they buy cheap beer from, you know, like other vendors. And then they sell it really quickly because it's so cheap before it goes profit. bad. And then they profit. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I, I respect the hustle. Um, it, I guess I walked into the Weatherspoons and was my first Weatherspoons immediately greeted by a man with a eye patch, which I think set... Fuck yeah. Set, <laughs> Just fuck yeah. I'm set, so happy it's the first thing you saw. Set the vibe yeah. for this entire experience. Hell yeah. Did you... He, you must have said something to him. Just, uh, no. Like, no, he didn't. <laughs> Sir, your eye. <laughs> I'm just like, I think he's noticed by now. <laughs> um, and then we sat down and John told me I'm about to drink almost bad beer, almost off beer. I fixated on the carpet for a while. Talked about the fact that it's like the name of the pub, the Robert Fitz Harold 
um, kind of gives the implication of like a very pubby like experience. You walk in and it's just pub adjacent. <laughs> it's like it's not something's off. It's kind of like something's off. Yeah, it's kind of like it's got like conference room of a hotel vibe. <laughs> we could definitely paint it, that, so. paint it over yeah. with like some pub characteristics like the, the bar obviously and the cascales and gambling machines etc oh, we're, we're gonna I think we're gonna do a gambling special that, that this came up that. I yeah. forgot I forgot my two pound I have a two pound coin and I'm pretty sure no they'll take they'll take five pound notes I think they take coins well wow, I'm looking at high. the roulette machine right next to us I love the colors it just makes me want to give it money but I think we're going to do a gambling special here in one yeah. of these weather schools. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, go, like, I don't know, Unigas, you have, like, oh, a yes. base amount of money. Yeah. See, like, who can make out, like, either make out with the most money towards the end. I would love it if it was just 10 minutes we lost it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. You get, in the, get into the negative with the machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You owe money to uh, the, and also the, the machines, like, don't have moves, too. It's gonna, I guess, just get into the red with uh, Mr. Roulette Machine over there. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think they have a washing dishes option. So, like, if you if you start owing it money, it's like, oh, just three hours of dishwashing. <laughs> That's and, how everyone here gets employed. Yeah, yeah, everyone is in debt. He's in debt. Yeah, machine. yeah. It's like those industrial revolution monopolies where, like, you're living in the you're living in the industrial like those, like, community, like mining towns. Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. One, it's just Weatherspoons. Everything, everything is owned by like the fat yeah. cat who owns the company. Yeah. Well, we also covered the agenda, I guess. Yeah, no, let's let's go back to the agenda. Um, This is the art special. So the theme of this whole episode today is art. I am with Hannah, our resident art expert. Ooh. Yeah, no, I'm giving that... Put that on a resume. Put that on a CV. Wow, lots of the pressure is on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we're, we're going to start with some current events, as we always do. I do love... I do love our our our, our pub current events here on the island. Yeah. So we're always gonna that's, that's always gonna be our constant here on Between Two Spoons. Some some pub current events. This is where you come for that. This is your one stop shop for all your gastropub current events between two spoons. Um, if you don't hear it from John, it's a lie. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. No fake news here. <laughs> I definitely vet all my articles. You are the Rupert Murdoch of yeah. Spoons. Yes, exactly. Um, so we're going to do some current events. Uh, and then we are going to... Wa- it's, it's a new segment because we have this lovely new recording device that ruins my fucking life. <laughs> God damn it. We are going to walk around the Robert Fitzhardley, and we are going to do art reviews on all of the art pieces. We're going to have, I mean, we definitely do the carpet. There's a really weird woolen knit. Yeah. What the fuck is that? I have no idea, but dear listeners, you're going to hear it it soon. It's just, he's looking at me. Yeah. He's looking at us. It's a really nice idea. You're just going to have, like, us two verbally (laughs) taking you, listener, through, like, this kind of, like, Weatherspoon's art museum. We are your docents. Yes. This morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening to this. Whenever. Yeah. Wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then after that, we are going to ourselves make some art. 
So Hannah, you've brought you've you've brought with yourself some art making devices. I did, um, and I had to buy all of them like thirty minutes before <laughs> we started. That's that's because I that's... left my my flat today and completely forgot that John did ask me um, to bring some stuff, and I had none of my art supplies. Um, so. I found a couple of places in uh, Bedminster to get some supplies. Um, I have this for our canvas. These like blank postcards for that family. we can draw on, and then you know you can post to a loved one, which is a nice idea. Um, or like craft blank craft cards with envelopes, in case you were wondering. Um, that was truly the only the only canvas type material I could find. Um, and then I have a couple of colored pencils, mm. kind of neutral tones. Got some white, navy. You like to keep it neutral. You like to keep it classic. I like I like a neutral palette for my own art. I won't say like from the art I like to like view and participate in. That's yeah. like necessary for me, but at least for what I make. Um, and then I did. Go. I did buy a. I have one pen. I have one black pen. It's a kitty pen. It's a kitty pen. Um, I bought it at a toy store, and I had told John all about the fact that I was really self-conscious about being an almost twenty-year. This is a great. This is a great. Almost twenty-eight-year-old woman at a toy store <laughs> during Christmas time, where there's it was just filled with families and little kids, and I was like, I'm about to buy just one cat pen. Like I can't. I can't do this. And so I, like, panic grab something at, like, the till where, you know, they, like, put out, like, the smaller things to try to, like, entice you to buy. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just grab that. And so I bought a, like, pack of playing cards, too. (laughs) Just so I... So it's not the one pen. Just so I didn't buy just one pen from a toy store. (laughs) That pregnant pause where the person working the till is just like, what? Is this it? Um, No, (laughs) the, the bicycle playing cards, too, please. Do you need a receipt? No, I don't want any evidence of this. I do want to say uh, the kitty is adorable. And during the Lost episode, we went into much more depth about it. Yeah. But it's cute. It is. Thank you. I like it a lot. I'm going to use it very often. It's ears. It's so cute, It does have little... It has little ears on the tip of the pen. Yeah, on the cap, right? Mm. And the... Oh, it says be curious on it. Yeah, it's a black cat, and the ink of the pen is black. And also, it's erasable, which... um, Yeah, how how, how is this an eraser? I I am convinced erasable pen is just like a shtick that... Like does not really exist, but it's just how they try to sell. Some Holy of this shit! Crap it totally to works. Oh wait, it does. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Wow, I dear put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> dear listeners, I just I'm drawing with the black ink. I am erasing. The, you heard it here first, listeners. Erasable pens. Well. Are real. I should have had more faith in it. You know what a great purchase. So yeah. Um, these are our uh, our materials yeah. for our art making. And so, so after our art review, our art tour, we'll be making some art, and we'll also be exploring the concept of what is art. What is art? What? We'll see if we can't answer that question here. Where is art? Is it in this weatherspoon? Who is art? Are we making art right now? I think so. Okay. All right. So we're back. We're back here. Uh, We're going to. 
We're gonna do it one more time. <laughs> Briefly. Once more with feeling, Hannah. We got this. Once more with feeling. So, current events. My favorite, favorite air horn sound. Yeah. That's a segue. <laughs> I've been working on it. It's pretty good. A lot of practice. Yeah. Um, a Weatherspoon pub has closed after a quote-unquote rogue pigeon dropped in and refused to leave for hours. And this this tripped me up the first time we went through this. What do we what do they mean by closed? Because I'm picturing a pigeon like showing up to a Weatherspoon's causing some chaos and this place having to like permanently close. <laughs> just for a couple of days. Just just, <laughs> just, may, just a might, couple of days. It would okay. be awesome if they're still close. This is like November thirtieth. It's November eleventh. Or December eleventh. I don't know. It would be awesome if they're still closed and that pigeon just posted up. I feel like there could be like a valid like health and safety reason for them to have to be closed for that long. <laughs> like what, a good like twelve days or so? Close. Uh -oh one pigeon at infestation least. at least um, so the Weatherspoons pub London and Northwestern in Birmingham New Street Station uh, has been forced to close while it tries to remove a rogue pigeon which swooped in and has made its home in the rafters uh, so a rogue pigeon has forced the flagship 2.4 million pound Weatherspoons to, to temporarily close uh, after dropping into the pub, and so far efforts have failed to coax it down oh, from no. the roof. Um, I don't really buy into the pigeon being considered rogue. <laughs> I love it. I, I love the backstory. I just love there. There's a. It's a. I think we need like a, a whole movie, like but the superhero origin story for for the pigeon. Like yeah. where did this? Did it fall into like a vat of nuclear, like radioactive waste? I feel like he had a family that he, like, lost tragically, yeah. like, from the villain, from yeah. this, like, for some reason. Tim, Tim killed this pigeon's family. Oh, my God. And now the, now the pigeon's getting revenge. And now, yeah, yeah, it's like he's kind of rolling back into town, um, kind of like Clint Eastwood style, yes. good, bad, and the ugly. There's yes. some, like, doo -doo 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 going on in the background. Yes. The yeah. ecstasy of Weatherspoon. Yeah. Although, like, rogue pigeon could could be a she. Could be, like, a... Uma Thurman. Yeah. Like, for, uh, what type of Uma Thurman? I'm thinking, like... like in here. We're fucking talking, like, revenge kill Bill Uma Thurman. Okay. You know? With, like, the fucking yellow jumpsuit. Yellow jumpsuit and all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but, like... She it's... has, like, huge sword, too, right? Or yeah, it's the like Hattori yeah. Hanzo katana. Yeah. It's a real Hattori Hanzo. Like the pigeon. I'm gonna went, nod like I know that. Yeah, <laughs> I no, know the what pigeon goes like I wanna I wanna reshoot the whole Kill Bill movie with like it going to Hattori Hanzo and Okinawa yeah. and talking Hattori Hanzo into making another katana to take out Tim. I'm just picturing a pigeon with a sword like five times its size strapped to its back. Yes. No, the, t the, the pigeon is still like real size. And then like it coos and there's subtitles. <laughs> Reshooting, yeah. Um, I did this the first time. I'm going to give it another go. Yeah. So, listeners, close your eyes. Uh, it's Kill Bill Volume 1, Streets mm. of Tokyo. Uh, pigeon is on a motorcycle with the yellow jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a vibe. I can picture it. Kind of. I've actually never seen Kill Bill. You haven't? <laughs> no. I love Kill Bill. No, that that is like that is the ult- that, that's such a great woman power movie. And like I, she's just going around fucking shit. Up. And I mean, like it's, it's such a testament to the movie. Um, and I guess it's like quality that even someone who has never seen it, like I haven't. Like I, I know the references. I know the Uma Thurman. I know the sword, the red jumpsuit, like all of it. So, good job, Uma. And I guess you too, Quentin. Way to go, Uma. <laughs> I guess. <Quentin. laughs> um, back to the pigeon. So attempts have been made to try and trap the pigeon by tempting it with bread, but the cheeky bird has so far managed to grab the food and escape back up to the rafters of the London and Northwestern pub. Uh, the bird flew in shortly before lunchtime on Wednesday, November 30th, and appears... Well, I mean, they have to they have to submit this to the Birmingham New Street Police. Like, the Birmingham, they have to write up the report to True. the police. They have all these details down. Um, the bird appears to have no intention of leaving, and it's making its home in the cavernous roof space. I love how, like, the design, like, the sprawling, opulent design of this weather spoon is just backfiring, and it's, it's like, like, oh, fuck, it's a pigeon nest. <laughs> I also, like, love that, of course, like, this pigeon is just kind of set up shop. They're trying to, like, get him out, or her out, or it out with bread I don't know, various strategies. And it's just outsmarting everyone. Like, pigeon versus average Joe human working at a water spoon. Yeah. Pigeon wins every single time. Pigeon beats spoon. Yeah. yeah. Pigeon flies above the spoons. We are simply here between two spoons. But the exactly. pigeon just flies over all all the messiness. It's above above all of yeah. the, those trifles of human living just poops on the carpet yeah just poops on the weatherspoon carpet god I mentioned this during the lost episode but like I also don't like I don't truly believe like a pigeon is ever really like out of place somewhere like especially in Europe and like the UK like they're everywhere. Like, I am not surprised a pigeon got into this Weatherspoons. I would expect it, honestly, being a Weatherspoons in a train station. It's, it's, it's amazing. So in the article, the and in the article, essentially, they're coming up with a whole backstory and explanation for this pigeon's presence. So our staff know this part of town very well. And none of us have hardly ever seen a pigeon in this area before. That's such Com- a lie. <laughs> that is such a lie. Well, hold on. Compared to other areas, such as Pigeon Park, next to the Birmingham Cathedral. There's Pigeon Park. Pigeon Park. This ain't no Pigeon Park. I mean, <laughs> I feel like the world is a Pigeon Park. <laughs> Continuing, it must have been some sort of, quotations, rogue pigeon, which had somehow got lost. <laughs> No. It's law. It's a, he just knew a, where he needed to be. Like, he was like, I'm going to go into that Weatherspoon. Yeah. Fuck you all. This Weatherspoon's is such cheap pints. I want it on it, too. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a taste for beer that's almost gone off. Yeah. <laughs> almost. But, like, I outlined this to you, like, in the last episode. I have seen pigeons in eating establishments before. Yes. Very clear memories of visiting my dad's family once, walking into McDonald's in, like, central Amsterdam, and there being pigeons, like, all over the floor. Like, it was awesome. I was, like, an eight-year-old, so 
this is immediately the coolest thing to me ever. Did you feed them French fries? Oh hell yeah, hell they yeah. have great taste. I, I have great taste. The McDonald's French fries are superior, and the pigeons know this. They are the best French fries. They are hands down. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, oh, admittedly, that McDonald's did not have high ceilings. Mm. So they probably a little bit easier to kind of like get them out of there. It's really they just like, like a broom. shove them, yeah, broom them, out, broom yeah. them out. Yeah, you know, it's part of closing up. Yeah. The staff is just like, okay, who's on pigeon broom duty? <laughs> the new staff <laughs> they just, like, have to, sweep have to them take out care of the pigeons. The, like, yeah. Automatic sliding doors. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. It's just hilarious how they're like, this is so crazy. These pigeons in England, where they come from? Yeah. How could this? How could this have happened? <laughs> That's the only animal left in this, on this island. Yeah. It's the pigeons and seagulls. It's not a very got. biodiverse island, no, actually. It's pigeons, sink, seagulls, and Englishmen. So those are the three animals we have here. It's true. <laughs> that's all we have. There's no biodiversity. Yeah. Uh, so there's a pigeon that's got a weather spoon, and it's great. Good for the pigeon. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I hope it finds its way back there someday. I feel like he had a good time. I might still be there. I've not seen the follow-up article that they got it out. He may still be. Some say he's still in those rafters. Yeah. Hanging. Next time I'm in Birmingham New Street, I'll track down the weather spirits and go take a look. We find ourselves at Birmingham, Birmingham New Street. Quite often. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a big station. I've never gone to that weather spoon before. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I obviously, this is someone who is in a weather spoon for the first spoon. time today. Yeah. yeah. Remember. Always remember your first spoon. You always remember your first spoon. <laughs> wait, wait. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent. Like, do you picture the spoons of between two spoons to be the same size, or is there a little spoon and a big spoon? You know, I I think we're we're spoon we're we're spoon positive here. So I think that this we're, we're open to same size spoons, wooden spoons, ladles, big spoons, yeah. little spoons. I respect that. Teaspoons. Yeah. Um, weather spoons. Yeah. But I, I would love I I would love just a good teaspoon and a big spoon, just kind of nestling a little, together. A little variation. Yeah. Yeah. They're just there in the drawer. That's sweet. And if you uh, need, if you need like a, an image for your yeah. for the podcast now, you can kind of like use that as a base. Maybe make some pins, merch. Yeah. You ever expand to merch? Well, maybe we can draw a couple spoons later. Yeah, yeah, that's an idea. Yeah. John did also ask me to share some recent news in the gastropub world, um, and little did he know he chose something that is actually quite uh, near and dear to. I won't say my heart, but things I like to gossip about. Um, and so the article I have is Harry's Bitter, Duke of Sussex pub brutally mocks Prince with beer as weak as namesake. <laughs> um, a source at the pub said the beer was very popular with drinkers after the release of the Netflix docuseries. So, John, do you know what is going on with Harry and Meghan, Marco. Really not at all. I, I do... No. You, you <laughs> I don't have, follow it at all. You have was, brought the right person on this to this podcast such, today. Then. Such dumb luck. Because I was just like, oh, here's, here's something interesting about a Green King. I just like... Oh, Green King, which I also learned for the first time today yes. that it is my villain now it the is a villain it is the enemy oh we lost all the Green King coverage yeah, yeah. Green, Green King some whack shit uh, all you listeners who follow us on uh, on Instagram 
First of all, thank you. Second of all, yeah, you saw I was in a Green King earlier this week. It wasn't easy. It took forever for our food to get delivered. Really had to like stoop low. Yeah, I didn't even. It's it's so funny because this article is similar to your experience at a Green King in that you step into the article, you step into the pub, and then you later realize this is all just a Green King. Yeah, you I, feel like hoodwinks and honestly, yes. like kind of violated a little bit. Yeah, no, I read half the article. It's like, oh wait, this is about a Green King. Just yeah. like every experience with a Green King, where your food gets delivered, you're like this is shit. Yeah. Oh, it's a Green King. The um the article like has a lot of questionable choices in terms of, like, grammar. It's a bad article. It's just written so poorly. They misspelled initiative, and it, like, distracted me for a good five minutes when I first read this. I was like, I think this is wrong. I know I'm right. You were stumped. This is the wrong spelling. Um, But so basically... A, um, a London pub rebranded, like, one of the house ales as Harry's Bitter. Um, I... It took me way too long to understand the pun. <laughs> like we, were, we were midway, we were most of the way through, like covering it the first time. I was yeah. like, "Holy shit, Harry is bitter. Harry's bitter." bitter. There you go. You yeah. could have, you could have covered it like this time. Yeah. I would have, would have maybe helped you, but like, I haven't been watching the Netflix series in which Harry might be. Yeah. So, so you know what, like. Okay, so Meghan Markle married Prince Harry, like, 2018, right? Big, like, beautiful fairy tale wedding. I watched it up in Madison. Like, woke up early, made a mimosa, put on the TV. Okay. It was cute. Um, that is kind of fun. Made a little fan out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a little, nice little weekend morning activity. Um, and then, what, within, like, I don't know, the last two years... Harry and Meghan have like left the royal family. Split off. They split off. They, you know, fled England for LA. Who can blame them? Um, Meghan. London. LA. Grey. Rain. Pigeons. LA. Sun. No rain. Wildfires. (laughs) Actually, what tips the scale? No weather spoons in, in LA. Oh, there, there really probably isn't. Yeah. Just I, I, I could be okay with that. Ooh, 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 ooh. But there are no green kings in L.A. That's true. Oh, so it kind of so evens out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, so there's just been, like, kind of a slow roll of just, like, interviews and articles being done by the couple. Um talking about their experiences in the royal family and that seems to like put the royal family in like a tough place apparently um famously megan's interview with oprah they're not that poor royal you, family what whatever will they do i mean it sounds so with all of that land as like do you feel as like an american yeah living in the uk the way the royal family is like handled and talked about and approached is so bizarre like it depends it makes me uncomfortable case. like like when um, like when Lizzie passed this fall, you know, rip Lizzie. Everyone Sorry, was Liz. like, "There's this huge funeral, and everyone's talking about like how strong and like good and like how impressive it was, how strong Prince Charles being, or I guess King Charles." And I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know about Chuck. Dude is mourning his mother. Like we all can do that. <laughs> I don't know if we should give him kudos. 
Um, so, <laughs> like, it's bizarre. No, I mean, it, I, I've also had the opposite experience. So, yeah. like, there are a lot of Brits, and generally, yeah, Liz, super, super, oh, not Liz Truss, yeah. Elizabeth. <laughs> Don't want to mix her up with Liz Truss. Yeah, Elizabeth, just so well loved. Yeah. Um, although I was like, sitting outside a bar in Manchester. Oh my god. And the guy was like, yeah, she's going to hell. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> he just laid it, he laid it on super thick. He was just like, yeah, no, fuck her. She's going to hell. I was like, okay. <laughs> god. I love that opposite reaction. I just like, I love <laughs> a person who has strong convictions in their belief. Yeah. Um, but oh, I've just like lost the plot. Going back to it. Um, if you haven't watched the Oprah interview with Megan, can recommend. Yeah. It's basically, it feels like a reality TV show. It feels like some classic Oprah. I don't know if you watched it with your like mom growing up. I'll have but to go. I'll have to go back. It's, what, um, what do they cover? Why is um, it so iconic? So, sort of just the, the whole issue around him leaving the royal family was um, uh, not a lot of support for people. From Megan, I would say. Yeah, um, she's not Brit. She's she's not a Brit. She's this is all new to her. Um, media is crazy, and the honestly, media is wild. They are wild, and it just looked like it's crazy. We all know the Princess Diana story, and like, I can't blame a guy for being like, I see the signs. This has happened to me before with my mother. I'm gonna get like my family out of this situation. It's not healthy. Um, that we're not getting support against this type of situation. Also, like mental health wise, there's no, there's no support structure not, there. So. Turns out, not really. No. Like the King's speech, it was like, oh yeah, the prince was abused for like ten years. You're just like that was you crazy. Live, yeah. Live like that. The prince was just getting abused for ten years uh, and he had a terrible speech impediment. It's like. Well, it needs to get stronger. Yeah, <laughs> so, stiff upper lip. Maybe it didn't work. Emotion try bad. something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So this, the Harry and Meghan have now released a docu series on Netflix, like sort of where they're giving their take on this whole experience. There's three episodes. I've watched all of them. It's 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 like a, a good watch. It's good TV. Can't say it's anything special. Um, but. They, uh, yeah, this pub is just like rebranded one of their ales as Harry's Bitter. They have an image with it as well. The ale badge features a red, white, and blue color scheme with an image of the bearded Prince Harry at the center. Um, and you can definitely like tell which direction this article like leans towards in terms of like which side they're on. Royal commentator Raf. Heidel Manku said kudos to the Duke of Sussex pub in Chiswick for this beautifully British repose to Harry and Meghan's self-pitying Netflix show. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, Green King. Fuck off, Green King. Yeah. Yeah, cheap I, shots. I do love, um, <laughs> I'm now looking at the image of Harry yeah. uh, on, on the brand in Harry's Bitter. A royally good tipple. I like that. Yeah. If you, if you go back to the image, that's that's the uh, that's that's the catchphrase for it. Harry's bitter, a royally good tipple. I I will say I would be open to trying it. And if I was Harry, yeah, I'd say fuck it. Like I get I get a crate of that shit shipped out to uh, shipped out to L.A. Yeah. And I would like you know put that up on the gram, just like you drinking some some Harry's bitter. You gotta that's throw it back. That's some great content. Yeah. yeah. You know, it seems like Prince Harry strikes me as someone who has like a sense of humor. He'd probably enjoy it. I would enjoy yeah. it if, like, I had a beer mocking me. Yeah. I don't know. 
So. <laughs> you have a beer named after yourself. Dude, it's Fuck that's them. yeah, that's, that's fucking free marketing, dude. Like, no, yeah, no, uh, no, no media is bad media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how it. Sometimes it do be like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just have to say it. I, I don't. I don't even have a good way to pull this in. Just closing thoughts. Yeah. I have to say it. Hit me. I look, Green King. Look. Look, Green King. Deep oh, in his eyes. Can you wait? Can you go back? Can Can you? Where, where's Where's this bit in the article? Where like Green King is distancing itself. Oh yeah, they like. That's fine. They were just like, oh, this was all the venue's initiative. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where they misspelled initiative. I remember it. <laughs> yes, that's fine. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, okay, okay. So, the Duke of Sussex in Chiswick, London, has been selling the house sale since December. Which is just a weird time scale. What do you mean? It's December 11th. What do you mean, since December? 11 this days. Is, this is a weird How article. How could you know it's just like such a roaring success after 11 days? Save for two weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Duke of Sussex in Chiswick, London, has been selling the house sale since December. But brewery chain Green King said the idea to rebrand it using the image of Harry was down to the venue's own initiative. That's some fucking weak sauce shit. Yeah. I'm not about that. Like, you gotta get on and you gotta be ride or die. You're in or you're out. And Green King's like stepping out. Yeah. They're distancing themselves from the whole situation. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> fucking whack. Green you can't take King. the heat, get out of the pub. Get out of the pub. So, this is. Green King, I'm talking to you directly. You take a shot at the king, you best not miss, all right? Damn. I hope you don't get, like, a cease and desist from Green King. You know, some so, I would love to get that letter. Get that frame. Oh, that would be great content. I mean, you got to lean into that. Yeah. Yeah. So no we're... such thing as bad publicity, my friends. All right, Hannah, high five. We're back. This is this is we when I it. this is when I looked down at my phone. I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> we didn't. We recording the check. Are we recording? Recording. I, we've been looking down <laughs> like throughout this. I've been like giving Hannah anxiety and myself anxiety. Just trust so I like trust check it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, we are recording. And then like I'll look in, and Hannah will see me look in. We'll both look in and be like, we're recording. Yes. There is a light. So we're back. We are back. Um, on the topic of Green King, so we're going to continue with some of our current events. Okay. This is a quick one. Yeah. Um, but the Green King Brewery has ended its five-day strikes. So we've been kind of regularly following the story week to week. Okay. Uh, but some of the employees at the Green King uh, are striking currently. All right. Yeah, due to their ill wages, they're not paid enough, uh, you know, during this period of, of high inflation, really. Cost of living crisis. Yeah. And the Green King is not paying these employees what they need to get by. And so they've, they've struck, as they should. Oh, as they should. Do they, is there any word on what the outcome was? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Um, a five-day strike by the 188 staff working for brewery giant Green King has ended without a resolution, uh, and there is more action planned. So, Green King, I this in shambles. Come on. Shambles. Pay your workers a living wage. Yeah. They've got food to put on the table. It's Christmas time. Yeah. Are you Scrooge? Is Green King yeah. Scrooge? I mean, all these Green King employees, I'm sure they go to the Weatherspoons to get their pints because they're, they're properly priced. There's, there's no way in hell I'm having a beer at a place that I, of my employment. 
well, <laughs> let's hope uh, next time around get some some real yeah. outcomes for these for yeah. these workers that are deserved. You know, yeah, we do support. Uh, Going to put the words in the mouth of your podcast. We support uh, industrial action and you know collective bargaining yeah. <laughs> unions. Yeah, we we stand here. We stand here with the employees of the Green King, mm-hmm. standing against. Yeah. The Green King. To be clear, standing yeah. with employees. Yes. But against. With. But against. Employees against. Yeah. Green King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, essentially they offered them a, a 3% pay rise. Yeah. And a one-time payment. And like, that's still a pay cut. Like, and considering. Like, also like, yeah, 3% compared to like inflation. Plus 10%. It's still yeah. a pay cut. Um, the Green King said it was, quote, disappointed after its offer was rejected. So Green are we. King. I mean, we are we are disappointed. So are we. And you. What the fuck? Come on. Anyway, that's all that I have to say about <laughs> that. This isn't the Green King podcast. This isn't the. This isn't. We yeah. can't. We can't give them all that space. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even gonna come up with a coy podcast name about Green King. That's nah. a waste of time and energy. That's a pun that I'm not going to make. No. Between two kings. The brutal kings. heart. I'm the saying, brutal stop, truth. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we have one last article, and it's it's festive. Where it's the Christmas season, and if you're if you were considering uh, making dinner plans at a Weatherspoons for your holiday meal, we have a review for you. Uh, yeah. And we want you to stay informed, our listeners, for all of your holiday meal planning here uh, on the island. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I guess, you know, Weatherspoons has a 10-pound 69 Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Lauren Cole Thomas um, shared her experience, her review of this Christmas roast on Surrey Live. Um and it uh, did not sound like it was a great experience. She had to dissect mashed potato. That was listed in the title, which is always a attention attention grabber. I mean, if you're into that, you know, like high school biology, yeah. you don't get to do that much yeah. anymore. You know. So, oh, I've now I accidentally expanded the article. <laughs> um, there we go. So, Lauren, visit the J.D. Weatherspoons and Stains. Um, I... I just think it's hilarious that it's in Stains. So, Stains is a silly city name. That it is. is it. it is. It looks like Stains. Um, she opted for the traditional turkey and trimmings. Uh, and she got four slices of seasonal roasted bird, winter vegetables, potatoes, and two pigs in a blanket. I'm, I'm pro pigs in a blanket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, there's never enough of them. And they I feel like you only have them at holiday. Yeah. 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 Although the pigs in the blanket here, sometimes it's just pork wrapped in pork. Like they you have take like a bit of bacon. Fancy like <laughs> pigs in the blanket. Like I don't know about you, but growing up for me it was like, you know, the crescent roll. Yeah. Um I, lo- I miss those though. like wrapping up little like cocktail sausages. And the sausage link. Yeah. I miss the sausage link. I miss I, I when I go home for Christmas I'm having a good sausage link. Yeah, oh gosh. Um, so Lauren, um, I had a lot to say about the ordering process of this. Uh, apparently, this Weatherspoon still has uh, barcodes, like QR code ordering set up <laughs> in our. Um, oh yeah. Oh, you, you order everything through the app. Everything through the app. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. You can't. 
I, was this, I'm curious if that was pre or post COVID. Um, so, uh, what I like, what I really enjoyed that she called out is that the food came out suspiciously fast. Um, <laughs> and then the server and all of the rest of the staff scurried off and seemed to disappear. So you just had to, you had to run. Yeah, so yeah. They, they basically just dropped this like it's a bomb, this they had, they had bomb of a meal bomb. in front of her and just fled Get out of there. And there's some photos, and it, it's in like the classic like blue and white like plate, but there's like a mountain of peas in gravy. I'm it's, already concerned. Those potatoes look bad. They do look. They look bad. They look a little less like someone tried to dissect it more like someone went psycho on the potatoes with a knife like ee, 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 ee. <laughs> they, they were playing with their food yeah somebody was was definitely just dragging their feet and didn't want to actually eat this and I'm wondering how much of this is also Lauren's fault uh because she says, at first glance, I immediately noticed the mashed potato had developed a solid thin layer on top, which I could lift up with my knife and fork. After carefully dissecting the top layer away, I scooped up a mouthful of mash, which had a bit of a powdery consistency, absorbing the gravy like a sponge. So, not, not great. Um, she had a tough time finding the pigs in the blanket. They were hiding under cranberry sauce, which... Apparently, it was egregious to her. Um, that's that's a shame. I want my assuming that these are pigs in the blanket with you know like a, a good bread, like a bread wrapping. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would want those dry, and then I would obstinately you know be able to dip them. Yeah. Dip them in a gravy or a in a gravy sauce. and a little cranberry sauce, a little savory, a little sweet. Mm. Um, it did sound like her turkey came out stone cold. Um, although it was not dry, so she's like, yes, she's yes. like, it's a moist turkey. Like they didn't completely dry it out, but it's freezing cold. In their defense, turkey wasn't dry. That, turkey, I mean, that's the Achilles heel. That's the biggest part. Like you can fix a cold turkey. You can throw it in the microwave. Yeah. You're fine. But a dry turkey can't get moisture back in that thing. You gotta drown it in gravy. It's fucking holiday season out there. And like yeah. R.I.P. to any listeners who have who have dry turkey. Yeah. I'm hope you're embarrassed. Yeah. Actually no, like yeah. turkey's hard. It's understandable if it's dry. Don't beat yourself up about it, but it will happen. Hey. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Calm down. If you live in the States, you can call the Butterball hotline. For, they Is this have a, real? No, they have, there's a like turkey cooking hotline that is operated by Butterball, like, out of Chicago. It's great. They they run it for, like, the entire month in between, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Just just to help people? Yeah, people just, cooking. like, call up in, like, a panic oh to help them with their turkey cooking. This is amazing. Isn't that cute? These are the real heroes. Yeah, those are the real heroes. I'm just picturing, like, a boardroom filled with, like old people <laughs> um, just answering the phone they all look like Betty White <laughs> I, I'm, I'm envisioning something similar to like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they're all unwrapping the chocolate bars oh yeah but they're all just on the phone like taking turkey calls like yeah. a huge a huge huge room like hundreds of people just answering the phone and picking turkey up the next cooking. call sounds Heroes. like this Weatherspoons could have probably used used this Butterball hotline yeah. um, I do want to like call out a really a line I really appreciated. 
Um, so Lauren called out, you know, I'll say the turkey was not dry. However, being dry would have been impossible for the turkey slices after being sentenced to a watery gravy. Watery gravy. Man, good one. Good job, Lauren. Oh, Laura. that's also a shot at the gravy. Yeah. Because the gravy's the, the gravy's watery. The, the gravy is watery. That was that's double. A, I, I never thought of that. Yeah, you're that's right. A dunk. It's a dunk and assist. God. Well, so ultimately, she was able to get her food reheated, um, but it, she ended really on the fact that you know, personally, this dish wasn't for me, according to her. Um, Although she admits the price tag was an attractive feature, so... Ten pounds. Ten pounds. If you have ten pounds, 69p on you, you don't really mind cold turkey as long as it's moist. Watery like gravy. You, yeah, watery yeah. gravy. Then you can enjoy it all the way to your watery gravy. Last meal. The last meal. I mean, I would... Personally, be upset if that was my last meal. That would but. be awful. If this was the last thing you <laughs> so ate. So I'm dying, and the yeah. last thing I ate was the sea of gravy with a mountain of peas in it and some cold turkey. I was considering just doing a bit where I just defend JD Weatherspoon and play the devil's advocate, but the watery gravy pushed me over the edge. I can't defend this. Big gravy guy. I can't defend Tim here. You're I, on your own, Tim. I have, I think for me, it's maybe the mashed potatoes. Like, mashed potatoes Crucial. shouldn't be powdery. Like, that's just a sign that they're just using, like, instant like, mash. All I have to do is boil a freaking potato, throw in at least three types of dairy, and you're golden. <laughs> what types of dairy? Um, milk, butter, and then you can kind of, like, riff. You can go sour cream, right? You can put in yogurt. You can put in... You can do yogurt? Probably, yeah. I guess if you can do sour cream, you can definitely do yogurt. Yeah. I mean, creme fraiche, which is kind of like a French, class. Frenchy, classy version of yeah. sour cream, in my opinion. Just not as, like, potent. Dairy. Like, mashed potatoes, you shouldn't scare it up. But, um, gravy's hard. I can't make a gravy. I feel like that's always dramatic with the family. It is a really holidays. stressful part of actually cooking yeah. the family meal, right? Mom's like, I'm doing the gravy! And everyone's like, okay! She's like standing yeah. over the stove, like, while like dripping yeah. sweat, like whisking it. You fucking take care of the in-laws, I'll do the gravy. And it's like, yes ma'am. Like, it's <laughs> the table set, yeah, go set the table. <laughs> like, you better watch these dogs. If I see a dog in here... What are you doing with those casseroles? <laughs> those need to be in the oven now! Crescent rolls need to be out. Wow, I'm ready for this. Yeah. I'm now ready for the holiday drama. All right, well, that wraps up our current events. Listeners, next up, we're going to do an art review here in the in the Robert Fitzhardley. All the arts. The Robert Fitz... Uh, oh, man. I'm running out of options. Go. Robert Fitz... Hampton. Boom. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Alright, we're back. Uh, and it's time for our art reviews here. At yeah, the, the Robert. Art trail. Yes. Yeah. At the Robert Fitzhardley. Fitzhardley Trail. <laughs> so here's a guy. What are we looking at here? 
Um, so we are looking at a uh, painting. And one of the walls of the Fitzhardington Trail, etc., of a man. Um, I it immediately grabbed your eye when you got here. His today, eyes, right? His eyes. They're very blue. Um, so this man uh, kind of has like a, a King Henry VIII type vibe. There's lots of it's quite kingly red hair. Um, quite a large man. There's a castle in the background. He's really quite just voluptuous lips. Yeah. He's got a pout. Um, oh, he's super pouty. Yeah. I don't even want this kingdom. Hmm. Hmm. Very <laughs> imperious. Uh, but his his hair is just like... I don't, I don't know where the hair What's ends and the mutton chop begins. It's and a The lion. mutton chop ends and the beard begins. And It's a lion's mane, really. Do you know the, like, scene, um... It feels like Lion King, where they did, like, the painting of Simba on the wall. Like, oh, the figgy was, like, yeah. doing, like, the painting with, like, like, his thumb and, yeah. 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 And he it just took of, the thumb around the head to like, give the mane. Yeah, like streaks of yeah. paint for that. It's, it's beautiful red hair. Um, it, you know, the artist didn't just choose red for the hair, right? It's like a combination of some reds, blacks, True. oranges, yellows, textures. whites, lots of textures. Yeah. Texture is an interesting thing with this one. What do you think it's painted on? Oh, um, it's, you know, it's probably the skin of dissenters. <laughs> probably just the skins of, of some Honestly, some heretic. That's probably not a bad guess because it's, <laughs> like, listeners, it's like a... The canvas isn't stretched to, like, the very, like, beginning of the frame. So it looks like someone's kind of just, like, cut it out of something. I think Tim, I think Tim snuck into an art museum and, and cut it out of it. It's, it's, like, cut roughly around the around the perimeter. Stole this masterpiece. Yeah. Um, he just couldn't let go of those eyes. Speaking of the eyes, those eyelashes, you know... Kind of sexy. He's either getting them lifted and tinted, or he has extensions. <laughs> <laughs> definitely extensions. Yeah, definitely yeah. extensions. It's a little, like, a little too... Not natural. Um, what do you... What's a crest? I was just about to ask you the very same question. What is it? I think one of the animals is supposed to be a lion. And I... Maybe a griffin? Maybe. I don't they know. Kind of I don't know what the left hand... So the, the crest... They're different. There's a crest in the upper left-hand corner mm -hmm. of the piece. And there's two animals on... Um, either side of, like, the shield part of the crest that are really hard to decipher. There's also writing on the, like, scroll at the bottom. Did you say Alice? It says God, but... Oh, no, I am totally missed that. So it says Dieu avec, so it's French, God mm. with new, N-O-U. You're just flexing on us with your French knowledge. Huh. <laughs> that was a hair flip. The, the last... <laughs> there was a hair flip there. <laughs> I could not tell you the last time I used that French major I had in college. <laughs> so... Yeah, there's a weirdly sexy king looking at me. Yeah. I mean... That's his painting. It... It... How does feels, it, make you... it feels out of place for the rest of the... Like, a lot of the other pieces we've seen here. And I... Quite I, industrial. I appreciate that, though. Yeah. 
um, it makes me feel like there was some being creative, like improvisation mm. here with like pulling that in. What do you make of the wallpaper? Um, it's it's interesting. <laughs> describe the wallpaper behind this sexy king. So there, the wallpaper, um, the design is of hot air balloons, uh, which kind of works for Bristol. But for some of these hot air balloons, instead of like um, what do they call it, like the basket, it looks like it's a bathtub. That woman's bathing. Yeah, yeah. It's a hell of a Some bath. of these are like hot air balloon bathtubs, which, I mean, I would try. Go to that, like, one place in Turkey with all the uh, hot is air that, balloons. Is this really a thing? Oh, there's a place, yeah, in, like, Cap- Cappadocia, maybe? And it's really well known for, like, hot air balloons that go up, like, every single morning. And it's, like, but can you very bathe trendy them? travel. But I feel like of all the places in the world, that's probably... Maybe the place you will most likely find mm. a hot air balloon bathtub. Yeah. I'd love that. I would too. I would try it. Hmm. Let's find let's find let's yeah, find more, alright. Thank you. Yeah, yeah no, just we're just We're doing art we're doing an art review. Sorry sorry if we were distracting. Just beautiful art behind you. <laughs> Gotta appreciate what's around us. Oh yeah. I was I live up in Clifton. Yeah. From the States. Oh, right there. Well. Have a good evening. Good day. Good day. Uh, what do we have here? Oh. What's this? What's this quote up here? We got a quote board. This is a nice little, like, nook. Yeah. Of the weather spoons. Little, like, books built into shelves in the wall. Mm. It's pretty nice. And then the quote, and sometimes through the mirror blue, the knights come riding two and two. She hath no loyal knight and true, the Lady of Shalott. Oh, the Lady of Shalott. Is like you a, are much more cultured than I am. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, I think it's like an old English like kind of story. It's kind of in the same vein of King Arthur. Okay. She probably dies tragically. As one does. As one does in old English. Yeah. Died mean, of a toothache because they had no dental. Yeah. I mean, I feel like female characters in old English media were, weren't meant for the world no. or weren't meant to live long in this world. They don't do well. They kind of existed to die. <laughs> that's a hot take. <laughs> I was the only thing that I think of when I see shallot is um, shallot. A, sh- a shallot. I mean the the, the the onion thing. The best of the onion things in this world, really? in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's rank onions. Oh, have you? So I let's ever rank have a onion conversation things. with you. One? Okay, so I give have, me your give me your top three onion things. Um, shallot first. Really? Yeah. Um, red onion. Red onion second. Red onion second. Yeah. And then I would, yeah, I would say yellow onion third. Wow. I I would say green onions aren't allowed. Well, they're not. Yeah, they're not onions. Yeah. I mean, they're they're kind of the same family, but like, mm. it's a different it's a different feeling. Right? Oh well, listeners, if any of you disagree or have an opinion on this, feel free to write us in about yeah. uh, green onions and whether or not green onions are real onions. You can email us at between two spoons at uh, Wilco <laughs> Weatherspoons.uk.co.cbs.net.pbs. <laughs> Give us an email. All right, Lady of Shallots. Oh, Lady All of right. Shallots. We did that. We love uh, ooh, 
here are some stamps. Uh, these are little photos of vehicles here. Uh, they're nailed to the, they're screwed to the wall, very obviously, so you can't steal it. Someone has definitely tried to take it before. <laughs> Why would you, who wants to steal this? Okay, what, what are we looking at here, Hannah? Um, so, a couple of stamps of uh, vehicles, basically. Old-timey mm. drawings of old-timey vehicles. We have a steam train called the Bristolian Express, GWR. You have great eyesight, what? I, and that, yeah. right up there, uh. yeah. Yeah. There's some, like, right. race cars. It says that. It's very small text. Listeners, Hannah has great eyesight. Close your eyes and imagine Hannah having great eyesight. I, that's going to be a real stretch, because in reality, I don't have that You read eyesight, that. I can hardly look at it. I got that one. Um, my favorite, though, is the boat down here. That's the, the, the Queen Mary. Oh. Which makes me think of the Tina Turner song, which is good. Sing it. Can you sing it for us? Rolling, 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 rolling. Rolling on the river. That's all you're gonna get from me. Oh wait. Rolling well, CCR covered that. Is that? Yeah. Uh, I think it's the Queen Mary, or is it? CCR covered it at least. Yeah. Rolling. Rolling. Rolling on the river. All right. Yeah, and then like there's a break and yeah. it's just. Josh. It's so good. Josh, throw it in for a sec. Just give us the chorus for a sec. They can't sue. I was going to say. It's under seven copy, seconds. Copyrights be damned. Uh, oh, under seven seconds? I, it's, I think that's bullshit. <laughs> Josh? It's like, the second, it's like the seven second rule with food, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, as yeah, long yeah. as we tell, our, tell ourselves yeah. it exists, then it's a thing. Well, really, it's good for your immune system if you put, you know, just a couple seconds of random songs in your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've cured all illness. The bacteria. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bacteria yeah. are afraid. <laughs> Well, should we find the next one? Oh, let's keep moving. To the stairwell? To the stairwell. What? Uh, I'm overwhelmed. Terrifyingly cold stairwell. It looks like something out of a Monty Python yeah. bit. So what we're looking at is a weird kind of like crusty thing. Uh, it looks like... Crusty or crusty? Crusty. Yeah. But, like, also <laughs> crusty, if you get uh, if you get my feeling. There's a bit of dust in crust. Yeah. And must. Um, but it sort of is a rose that uh, has a bunch of little... It looks like coat of arms uh, inlaid into, like, well, these each petal. Fucking half of them are upside down. Yeah. Look at this dude. He's got his hat on, and he's upside... And he's he's not happy at all. I think he's unhappy because he's upside down. I Who is this guy? This must be, like, some breakdown of, like, aristocratic families oh. from some, like... Oh, no, it's War of the Roses. I think... Oh, it's the Lancaster family. Ah. Oh. Okay. Because it's War of the Roses, so it was the Lancasters and the Tudors? Yes, yeah, I believe so. And so both of the family crests were roses, so yeah, it's it's the family crest and from the, the War of the Roses. Rose. And I think it's... This explains a lot. All the it, all the different clans, or what? Probably all members these, of the family these of... are all empty. Lancaster and York. Yeah. Um, there's some Latin on this, which is fun. A bit. So, I mean... I think it's. I think this is a nice entryway, so to speak, into the art design of the stairwell, mm. which is like very uh, kind of like 
castle adjacent. It's the it's the weirdest castle stairwell I've ever. There's just like a lot of oval, <laughs> oval like prints of coat of arms and yeah, it's just like old, tiny medieval. We're walking up the stairwell now to, toward the toilet. There's one outlier that I actually really like. That is a picture of um, the tobacco factory in Bedminster from 1968. And so that's, that. this is the, uh, for the Bristolians, the... All you Bristolians out there. The classic tobacco factory uh, building. And so oh. that's a nice little look at it. But it used to look like more than a hundred years ago. A large stock of slippers and shoes. For ladies, gento. And children. And children. Gento. Gento. That's the sign in the photo. It kind of looks adorable. What are these little drape things outside the building? They have like drapes, but they're exterior drapes to keep the light out. Yeah. Huh. Outside curtains. Makes sense. I think the most critical question we can ask ourselves here, Hannah, mm-hmm. and that the listeners are maybe asking themselves is, is this art? Yeah. It is. What's your argument? I mean, art is... A very, in my opinion, can be applied broadly. Mm. So any, I think anything that you put on a wall or in a place to display for the purpose of looking at it, um, for either feeling or enjoyment or memories, etc., can be considered art. Mm. Whether it's good art depends on which definition we're working on here. Um, How, but photography is certainly a part of that. How does it make you feel? Um, kind of happy that I can see the tobacco factory mm. building today in 2022, and it, that I can recognize it from its uh, from its time all the way back in 1916. How does it make you feel? Um, I get a little bit anxious because it's not covered by any glass at all and somebody's definitely spilled a beer on it yeah and it's just kind of like wrinkled there's some stains on there that's for sure there's like it's 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 seen it's seen better days this print yeah i guess oh yeah it's got like a whole rip <laughs> someone's like it looks like picked mm. through like the the mats um the mass of, of the photograph. <laughs> Somebody was just kind of anxious here. And yeah. Just like working off a hangover and yeah. just started, <laughs> just just started standing kicking against at the wall. It's definitely a drunk yeah. person that did that. But I'm comforted by the fact that this is definitely just. I'm gonna assume a cheaply made prints. I hope they didn't invest the invest a lot. Ooh, let's uh, we'll go. Any further we want up here. Oh, we got. Um, what's this? I think there's. I think there's stuff to unpack here. What is, what are these for queenly prints? So, yeah, we got, so there are four prints, uh, kind of organized in a square in huge frames, honestly. They are quite frames. I think, like, surface area-wise, there's more frame than painting. Gold, gold as fuck. Very gilded. Um, and the paintings themselves, if you can imagine, like, a medieval sort of renaissance Mm. era, any time between that range, like, picture of rich people? <laughs> yeah, big Some chairs. aristocracy, then you can big picture that. It's big four, chairs. four women sitting in big chairs, mm. nice dresses, doing things. 
There's some kids in one. Yeah. Uh, I think an, a woman on the top right is playing a harp. Oh. Um, I cannot see the top left. It's there's the a terrible glare. <laughs> the lighting is not. I think they to put these. I think they put these up like ten years ago and smoked a lot of cigarettes in the stairwell because yeah. the dust on them is insane. Yeah. Yeah. That covers that. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Let's see what other art we can find in here. Uh, what do you think of the carpet? I really did want to talk a bit about the carpet. Let's do an art review of the carpets. Okay. Art we've been walking on the carpet this whole time. It's the Weatherspoon carpet for the Robert. Fitzroy. What do you make of the carpet? Objectively, the design should work for me. It's very, like, geometric. It kind of looks a little like an oriental-style rug. Um, the colors are not doing it for me. Colors are... The blue makes me really sad. Because there's a color that could be a light green. Um, it could be a very dirty light gray or white. Um... I think it's a I dirty white. I think it started white, yeah. and then we got here. Which is concerning to me. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I would give it like a, you know my feelings on carpet, John. I think I would give this like a 3 out of 10. 3 out of 10. No, maybe 2 out of 10. 2 out of 10? I don't know. All right, Tim, change the carpet. Tim, change this carpet. What's going on here, Tim? I'm just like, I'm, yeah. I'm doing this for your own good. What's, what's going on? It'd be much easier to clean. Hmm. All right, what else do we have? I don't know. Let's see what we can find. I haven't been over here. We're, in, we're, we're getting some stairs. We're walking through the weather spoons. I think people are, are asking some questions to themselves. About what we're doing. Oh, we have Victoria Park Crystal. Hiya. You mind if we just have some commentary on the art behind you here? We're doing an art review of the weather spoons. We're just going to talk about this art here for a second. Oh, you don't have to talk with us. We're just going to talk about it. Yeah. Victoria Park. What do you think of it? Um... I like this one as well. It's a nice little look back to Victoria Park, the bandstand specifically, in 1912. Mm. Um, We're really going back in time here. Yeah, I don't... So, perspective is an important factor with art, and I don't understand this one. I think it lacks perspective. Mainly, I think they chose the wrong one. So it's a very... um, it's very vertical mm. prints, uh, and so we just have a brief glimpse of a band, the bandstand, and then a tree, and then we're done. We're automatically we're like back to the framing, and it looks like it's just a smaller piece of a larger picture that mm. I would like to see. Right? It leaves something to be desired. Yeah, I want more. I want the full effect because. Also, you can tell too because the Who's captioning that? is like off center, yeah. right? They couldn't afford the full photo. They couldn't afford the full photo. Come on, let moving us on, see. moving Hold on. Off beer, buy the full picture. Oh, we're back. Um, we're back at the the art the art print wallpaper for uh, more balloons. Balloons. More hot air balloons. Some books. What kind of books do we have here on the shelves? Another oh, we have a, we have a Jeremy Clarkson book here on the shelf. Jeremy Clarkson. Would, would you like to read a passage of this Jeremy Clarkson book? Driven yes. to Distraction, Jeremy Clarkson. The multi-million copy best-selling phenomenon. Yeah, even Weatherspoon's bought one. Okay. Um, any bit, any bit will do. Let me let me just like contextualize it with the uh, inside jacket summary. Brace yourself, Clarkson's back. 
and he'd like to tell you what he thinks about some of the most awe-inspiring, earth-shatteringly fast and jaw-droppingly gorgeous cars in the world, alongside a few irredeemable disasters. Or he would, if there weren't so many things competing for his attention. And so much to get off his chest, because the world, according to Clarkson, is a perplexing place filled with thorny subjects like... Lists. Here's a list. Here's a list. Uh, subjects like the prospect of having, having Terry Wogan as a president. I think Terry Wogan is some British person that we don't get the reference for. For all you British listeners. Enjoy that. Um, why I'll never see a woman driving a Lexus. Would like to read that one. <laughs> the unforeseen consequences of inadequate birth control as a woman. I do understand that one. Um, why everyone should spend a weekend with a digger. Okay. So... Uh, And now for a a quick reading of some Jeremy Clarkson. We're going to choose page 117. Okay. 117? All right. Go. I'm also acutely aware that I have never owned a Range Rover, and that now is the best time, and that now is the best time ever to take the plunge. Partly this is because the current model with the supercharged Jag engine is very good, but mostly it's because in a Range Rover today, with all this eco-jingoism, you feel like a naughty schoolboy. That's all you get. Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks, uh, Jeremy. Buy the full copy. Uh, buy the full copy at your at your local Weatherspoon. They have these on sale here. Uh, and if that's not if your... you're interested in reading more. Yeah, if that's not your choice or your desire is reading subjects, you could also read Beckham's My World um, at this specific uh, weather space. Goes without saying. There are options. It's a bit of light reading. Yeah, or Um, the Dictionary of Modern American Philosophers. What do you make of the crests? A lot of crests on the ceiling. It feels like it's continuing this, like, interesting, like, Tudor era, like, Monarchy, royalty. Yeah, they they got they definitely they've definitely got a weird War of the Roses vibes. Hey, we're on camera. Hey, Weatherspoons. Hey, Tim. What's up? Here we are. CCTV. CCTV. Oh, they got the three lions crest there. Oh yeah, England just lost yesterday to France. Yeah, ha. that was a bummer. Ha. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> he, he, he laughs. Suck. He giggles like Sucks a Sucks to kid. suck. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's interesting, I guess. Um, and then... We have more prints over here. And Ooh. then we may have exhausted it. I think we've exhausted our... There's the, like one more. It's a little... A little what you, oh, let's go. Show us. Yeah, we're going to end it here. Okay. So, Benminster Bridge. A picture of the Benminster Bridge circa 1908. Huh? Um, this one looks like they do have glass over. Yeah, but like, what is that huge white smudge? You can tell because of the stains on the glass. Yeah, thank God the glass is here. Yeah. <laughs> someone, what? someone, it's like a, like, through. What is white like? It's like a roll of paint. Yeah. Like like they were rolling the paint. There's no white paint that would go anywhere near this. Someone was like repainting a wall and like sneezed or something and their entire arm slips. Oh my god. And they painted over their picture of the Bedminster Bridge. As one does. Um and yeah, you just see uh yep. people crossing the bridge Carriages. in their horse and buggies and there's an ad that I cannot read. I think it's advertising beers, ah, pale ales and stouts. No, it's a bar. It's it a pu- is a bar. Turns out there's a, they had pubs back then, too. 
bars universal mm. and um yeah that's that's the benminster bridge yeah i think we've we've, we've, we've exhausted gone, our options we've gone around the world we've gone around the world here and now we're back where we started we're gonna we're gonna bring it back all right um overall takeaways overall takeaways i mean this is something to write home about surely i, I feel like there were three sort of common categories or two common categories that was the yeah like war of the roses tutor yep. kind of era type art um old pictures of bristol just cause. Just cause. We're in Bristol. Yeah, because we're in Bristol. I guess one in Bristol. And then finally, the category in and of itself is the random red-haired painting man. Where did that come from? I, it, 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 like, going through all the other bits of art here. Like, listeners, it's, it's really out of place when you think about it. But looking at it on the wall, it fits so well. It's, like, not out of place. It's anomalous. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I swear that, like, Tim gets behind that painting, and it's, like, the classic 50s murder mystery movie where you're in the mansion, and then the eyes are just dehumanized, uh, like, looking out, looking out at you. Either that or, like, the, um, like, the vault of this Weatherspoons is right behind that painting. Oh, yes. Wherever they're keeping their extra, like, coins that they fill up their gambling yep. machines yep. with. It's behind Mr. Redhead over yeah. there. Is he screwed? He's, I don't think he's even screwed into the wall, which is odd because every single other decoration here is screwed into the wall. I need to, to like, anybody. grab a picture of him. <laughs> and it's just going to be, like, John with, it's just, with the man in the background. It's, it's just the strangest painting I've ever seen, I think, this whole episode. If there's one thing you can take away from the Robert Fitzhardley, it's that it's got a fucking crazy painting of this kingly dude in the back. And I think the, the it's the whole episode. Maybe we should try and draw him again during our it's art a little like, here. I should have gotten him red. Shall we move on to Let's make some art. art creation? Yeah, Josh, hit us with a segue. Segway completed. <laughs> Segway completed. We traveled through time, three seconds into the future, mm. um, and now it's time for us to make some art, and it's time for us to... Talk about art. Talk about art, and we were kind of leading into it a bit through that art review section, but now we're going to talk about what is art. Yeah. Um, I found some articles. I, I found some Tolstoy. I found some wow. primary school children who gave it a go explaining what art is. I'm excited just to explore all of that. Can I, like, can I turn the table a little bit and ask, like, what's your elevator pitch of, like, your history with art? Oh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I enjoy, I really like, enjoy music. Yeah. Just some musical stuff, but, like, in terms of, like, drawing, painting... Like, other than, like, my notebooks in middle school, yeah. I was, like, drawing, like, skateboarder stuff on it. What did you yeah. play? Instrument-wise, oh, I or just like, did you play instrument, or were you just like taking in music and taking in lots of different types of music? Always a big listener. My dad, yeah, loves music. My mom loves music, and just like listening, listening to music and listening to rock and like rock history and just like knowing bands and dates and yeah. band members. Uh, and then like a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic, and then more over the pandemic, I finally learned how to play guitar like a little bit. Yeah, you know, a little Wonderwall. 
after all. <laughs> it's my wonder wall. Um, yeah, and, and I've always loved, I just always loved singing. Or yeah. Like using, using my voice for that. Uh, Your built-in instrument. Yes. Yeah. It's right there whenever you want it. Yeah, just using, using my voice to like, for whatever is, is fun. I, you know, yeah. I'm have... going to draw you. Yes. And it's please. going to be mainly hair. <laughs> this was my request, listeners, at the beginning of the episode. Was I would love to just film a podcast and all the while Hannah just be just be drawing and painting I'll and, say, and working it all out. I'm not much of like a... I don't enjoy drawing people. Lots of more like buildings, things in front of me, items. So is it, is, cheeky, it, is like, it just that you don't like my face? This is my roundabout way of telling you, John, that I'm going to draw you very poorly <laughs> and you can't hate me for what I end up making. Because you know what? I definitely Art is can. interpretation. I definitely can. This is... I will never be invited back. And I'm okay with that. I came, I saw, I talked about art. We weatherspooned. We weatherspooned. We weathered the spoon. So let me wrap this one up. Let me wrap this one up and then I'll pull up some of my some of my art some of my art articles Ooh. while Hannah you you doodle away. So we can keep our keep our listeners engaged. Yeah. Listeners, if it seems like we're distracted, it's because we, we are, are making art while we do this. We are we are arting. I I love a good museum. I uh, put me in a museum where I can wander around, especially an art museum, mm. for a good while. I am a happy happy Hannah. What's the most recent museum that you've been to? Um. Ooh, this is a good question. It is um, actually the Art Museum in Manchester. Oh. Um, Modern art? Classical? A mix of both. What was really interesting, uh, and I would have to look up the name of the museum to check it, um, but uh, they... Uh, have this like kind of exhibit almost or this approach that the Thai museum where I think they had a university student um, write the sort of summaries or the, the explanations of the pieces you know how you know an art museum will go take a stand from one of the paintings or pieces of work and there's like a little placard where they talk about you know why the artist painted this or what the story is blah 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 um, and the whole premise of this like additional placards that they had on many pieces of work on top of what was already there um, was that it was a young woman writing this to sort of give another perspective or to give the perspective from like the minority perspective the voice that wasn't appreciated or covered at that time yeah. if it was like uh you know, a painting of a naked woman talking from the idea idea, or in the voice of a woman from that time frame. Um, and then also the same with, like, people of color, other, like, minority groups, too, like LGBTQIA. And so it was kind of the idea of giving a voice to 
a lot of subjects of arts in history that they were just really like the subjects they were there's they were just the subject they yeah. were kind of there as fodder for artists um, yeah they were but they weren't really given a, yeah they yeah. weren't painting it themselves yeah. they weren't given a voice etc and it was really interesting and really amusing to, it, like she was funny whoever they had writing this um and so i really liked that because it's just like you see the typical stuff that you're seeing at an art museum but with like a sense of humor and also um an opinion that's not often voiced. So can recommend it in Manchester yeah. once I figure out the name of this place. <laughs> look it up, look it up. Um, were there were there any individual uh, were there were there any individual like art installations or paintings and commentaries that like stick out to you that you remember? Um, I'm also having Hannah do two things at once. I, I told yeah. her I told her, look up the museum but I think it's the, the Manchester question. Art Gallery, potentially. Let me yeah. Um, Manchester Art Gallery. Yeah, the Manchester Art In Gallery. Manchester. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked the first one we encountered, which was basically, you know, one of those classic depictions of, like, the female form. So it's a naked woman. Okay. Um, from some... I couldn't even tell you what era it was or what style it was, but I just remember um, the, like, additional placard just kind of focus on talking about like object 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 ah josh if you can edit this out objectic objectifying women in women's bodies in art so objectification is that a word yeah, yeah, yeah objectification. objectification yeah so manchester art gallery man hates woman yeah woman laughs at man for not understanding Maybe too simple. Yeah. And you know what? No, I think a an apt summary of the situation. Yeah. I like super simple explanations. They're the best. Oh, wait, I need to like go back now to finishing my I piece of you. I do need to shave. You're right. She, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny. Like I'm not, like Hannah. Hannah's now here painting me, and like, I'm like, oh, you are putting like my like my. Uh, Five o'clock shadow. You're right. I do need to shave. I almost forgot you, about you this. You kind of do. I mean, it's I like do. a week. It's a weekend. It's been no. a weekend. You don't need to like. You don't need to do that stuff over the weekend. It's been a busy. It's been a busy weekend. Yeah. Also, I'm like frowning. I'm not smiling. <laughs> you really you 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 aren't smiling. I'm not smiling. Um, um, you know, in sorry, your listeners. in your defense, I was. Uh, kind of like capturing you while you were working and so it was like a very serious face oh yeah i do i do my serious pouty face yeah Absolutely. i mean the pout is definitely there yeah your shirt right now though just looks like a fancy collar there we go it does well i got my french i got my french sailor shirt yeah uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's a very french feel yeah. that's another category of arts. Yeah. Fashion, clothes, style. I thought you were just going to say French. A very good entryway into like art and um, art styles for people for like any old schmo. Also the Chicago Art Institute has one of the biggest collections of impressionist art 
outside of up, France. You got to grow up so close to that. Yeah, we went there constantly. And yeah. uh, like my history of art is my mom uh, is an artist. Or yeah, she was an artist when she was yeah. a kid growing up, studied art in college, you know, That's then awesome. got married, had a family, was a yeah. teacher, but still does art sometimes. So there was a lot of going to museums as a kid. Definitely the Art Institute. So Impressionism is a really nice entryway too because then a lot of like the popular artists like Monet is really like palatable for people. But then you get into like the Gogons and it's like the beginning of abstract arts. Um, Seurat, I really like the guy who does It's the, a great name, if nothing else. Seurat. 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 And just like the idea of just lots of little colored dots creating a larger picture. Oh, that's the that's famous one at the day out at the beach. Yeah, the, the, the day on the Grand Jet, the day on the Grand Jets or yeah. something like that. That's yeah. a trip. How long did that take to paint? I don't know. You see that thing in real life and it's huge. Yeah. And you like kind of assume that or you, you assume at first oh it's just like lots of dots pretty easy sorry sorry we're still anxiety. going yeah. <laughs> I just I had the impulse in me to, to look down and make sure we're still recording because I'm still just gun shy good to go <laughs> and Hannah has Hannah's just like leans into we're both looking at it as soon oh, as God. like as soon as you did that I was like oh no oh. <laughs> lost episode part two so I'm still I'm still finding that confidence I saw um, I went to Florence for the first time this past summer and saw like the birth of Venus. Oh so yeah, that's the, that's an, who, who painted that? That's a that's a crazy Why one. am yeah. I blanking on who that's did that? That's with the seashell, like she's in yeah. the clamshell. When you think about yeah. it, it's so like well known, right? Yeah. We all know that painting because it's referenced in so many places well, in like popular culture. Renaissance. And so, so who was the Renaissance made? Raphael uh, maybe? No. Uh, Botticelli. Oh, Botticelli. Botticelli. Sandro yeah. Botticelli. And he also did Primavera. And it was Primavera and the birth of Venus. Like when I walked into the room I just kind of assumed since we know what it is, it's not going to be, like, I mean, it's, actually it's, very it's nothing new, right? Yeah, and then you see it, and it's incredibly striking, and it's the size of the thing, it is the subject matter, kind of all into one, and I was, like, moved. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's great. I love, I love, I do love, like, that visceral aspect of art, where it's, it's so much more than the idea yeah. You know, and like you you encounter it and it's much more about like like you walk you walk in and then yeah. it hits you. Like it hits you. It's not like, well, it means this and nobody has to explain it to you. Like when you see the birth of Venus, nobody yeah. has to explain a single fucking thing to you. It doesn't matter. Like the history behind it is cool, but when you see it, it's like, oh, okay. And that's you know? like I wonder if that's such like a, a high for artists to achieve is first create is creating something where the audience, the person is going to like observe it, partake in it, and feel something like feel very strong emotions and have like be moved by it maybe not in ways that you were when you made it or the way you intended it to yeah. but I would think like personally if I could make something like that that majority of people 
kind of like look at it and are affected that feels like it that feels like a success that yeah. feels like a big achievement to move to move somebody yeah. make them feel something so that's I, what we're out here trying to do listeners exactly so we hope that moved you do you feel moved by um my depiction of you <laughs> yes with my little there you go. I just look, I look a bit sad. <laughs> you, you look a bit like a starving artist. <laughs> I do, I do. Is there anything else that I can yeah, do? Yeah, let's get a selfie of this. Yep. I didn't, I didn't draw your jumper just because the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I put on my sad face <laughs> And that is the photo that gets posted <laughs> with that this is, podcast. That is this episode's photo. Now I now I get to get one of my. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Well, Kinda. send this send this to someone. You have a postcard this now. This is the episode. Yeah, no, yeah. this is this is great. I'll have to. I was almost considering asking them to put this up. I was considering asking the bartender. Should have done some like gorilla art. Yeah, Here. we are in a city. It feels like of gorilla art to we're, a certain extent. We're fucking Banksy right now. Yeah. We're basically Banksy. We might be. We might be. Might be better than Banksy. I mean, <laughs> I think so. Yes. Yes. yes also, I like I, so those not living in Bristol, there's a really famous Banksy here too, as well. A girl with a dragon tattoo. Good book. Honestly, he should do that next. Um, I, what did he title that? But the he has a he spray painted a girl with a pearl ear. It's, it's close to here, yeah, side. yeah. Yeah, I love girl with a pearl earring. I love like the Dutch like is that original or artist. Banksy? So Banksy, his his was like a like a spoof kind of like a tongue in cheek play on an actual painting. Oh yeah, by, I, I didn't know by his was Kind of, because instead of the earring, it's like the security box. Is that what? That's it's her real? earring. I didn't notice yeah. that because I've seen it. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. So I, I really like that Banksy because of that. I have, a, I have a soft spot for those like Dutch class, like yeah. Gilded Age. I think is maybe what they called it of Dutch artists. Um, even though they were all like all old white men, um, it's like the lights. Light and shadows. Yeah, the Rembrandt, another, the Rembrandt yeah, lighting, yeah. lighting, another aspect of art. Lovely. Well, um, just some background. So I, I did some background research for mm-hmm. this episode. Uh, and I wanted to see, I just Googled Weatherspoon Art. And there is a Weatherspoon Art Museum. You're kidding me. In North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) So I found Yep, it's it's right there. It's in it's in like Asheville, North Carolina. No no relation to Tim totally different weather totally unrelated yes. I could have gone last fall oh no John, if I had known oh. Asheville yeah or so, maybe a rally I could be wrong anyway what 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 type of art do they no, have here no idea I found the I website. pulled up their Pulling Instagram up. account yeah but show us some of the art yeah what's up Ooh. what's good with I like I like this one um so this one is 
and so, so the first post, the most recent post on the uh, Weatherspoons in North Carolina's uh, Instagram. We're just breaking everybody's mind. Like, Weatherspoons yeah. Yeah. in North, in North Carolina. Carolina. No relation. It's uh, a self-portrait of the artist in clown makeup. And it's really jarring, actually. Oh, my. Oh, the face is really fucking me up. Yeah, and the it's, perspective is also crazy because, like, it, it's almost like she's been painted she's painted herself like someone is standing like looking at her from a higher like a high yeah, height yeah looking up she's yeah. Like looking up so she's looking up and we're looking down at her but her like head and upper body is much larger and her legs are very feet short tiny, yeah. yeah it's it's weird i then so so going going back to my my journey yeah. through weatherspoons yeah um so I, I i found the north carolina art house Ooh. that's i was like that's cute and then i found the art picture house jd weatherspoon in bury england it's the art picture house. That has to be Weatherspoon related. It is. It is. And, and it's classic films live on in this pub. That's the catchphrase for the Weatherspoon pub. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's in Bury, Greater Manchester. Here is Weatherspoon's pitch for why you should go to the Weatherspoon Art House. Okay, sell me. Uh, this is a striking grade two listed building. No idea what that means. <laughs> why is that the first thing you say? It sounds important. <laughs> that, it's definitely important. There was some confidence in that statement. Yeah. Um, above the first floor windows on the left, parentheses, as you face the building. Are Just to the, be clear. <laughs> are the words art pictures, and on the right, art cafe. Thanks. Uh, the oh. word, the word, all caps, all caps, art, could once be seen in red letters high up on the central pediment. They're spending a lot of time describing this building this right now. strange... I, are there any pictures? Yes, we will okay. give us some pictures. Okay. Pictures for the listeners. We will describe them to you. Um, the three-story building is the former art picture house described by the Theater's Trust as quotations. A fine example of an early 1920 cinema. Okay. Exceptionally theatrical okay. in its plan and decoration. It was completed in 1923. Well, I love a theater that is theatrical. Yeah. Um, and then essentially the article goes on to say like, look at this. We have... Pic and then they do, they do an art tour for us. We have a guided art tour on this website. Like, look at this. We have a print of Sherlock Holmes. Look at this. We have a picture of John Wayne. And like you can just scroll through... They're just like these. giving spoilers on this entire museum. <laughs> just, like, why do I need to go now? Yeah. It's, it's just like... These poorly taken pictures of the decorations in the JD Weatherspoon, and it's essentially what we just recorded, but worse. Yeah. No, <laughs> listeners, he's right. There's a lot of like light glares on these, like because he's taking a photo of like a picture that has glass on it. So automatically, there's just like blinding light. And they have some pictures of the interior of the pub. Turns out it is a real place in Bury, Greater Manchester. If you ever wanted to go, I feel so bad for this old theater that is now. Yeah. 
it now has to live out a phase of its life as a yeah. Weatherspoon. <laughs> it's what they do. This is this is what JD Weatherspoons does. Seriously, they, like, buy, they do like buy up the yeah. historical old buildings, pubs, etc. Man. They do. They they like take an old building that's on its last leg, give it a little makeover, sell cheap beer out of it. I guess like back to being devil's advocate. Oh, hit me. What's hit, the, hit what's me. The, any any JD Weatherspoon devil's advocate. Hit like me. if they didn't do that, like what's the alternative? Do these places then just like completely fall into disrepair, or they're just going to get torn down, etc.? Tim Tim so, saving the countryside. So. It's, but it's almost like he's saving like a skeleton or like a, a percentage of a part of like the spirits or of this building, this place, and then they like do their revamp and they take a little of that away. They put the carpet down. So, ooh. Yep, we have ooh. the Burry Art House, and I found some reviews. And uh, our listeners, we are never going to the Weatherspoons. We are not Ouch. ever going there. But Ouch. we have some reviews that I've tracked down for this Weatherspoon art house that I thought would be a little bit of fun, a little bit of fun for us. Hannah, take the wheel. Well, straight from the uh, keyboard of Buck Rogers. I, <laughs> I was I was considering copying and pasting this text into like a note tab. I was like, no, 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 no. No, the name is the best part. <laughs> like the fucking Buck Rogers had something to say about the art house. Buck Rogers does not sound like an Englishman. He sounds like someone in the hills of northern Wisconsin. It's the most American name for a Brit that uh, I've ever heard. Buck Rogers. All right, well, straight from the keyboard of Buck Rogers. Avoid like the plague. I wouldn't give this place one star if it would let me. Travel from Newcastle and Doncaster, Doncaster for a family get-together. Ordered an ultimate burger meal and cheese and a cheese and tomato panini. A chicken burger and pizza. Thank you for those details. It reads, it reads so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> we waited 50 minutes for the food. When it eventually arrived, it didn't resemble anything like we ordered. The panini wasn't in the traditional bread, but on a soggy round roll, lacking any cheese and a sliver of tomato. No. Just a sliver. Just a fucking sliver? And not even the right bread, John. I mean, I do need my panini bread. I will say that. I, like, yeah, I, I, I'm not expecting a round, soggy roll when I get a panini. I, I want something flat and square and crisp. <laughs> um, the ultimate burger was a beef patty in between soggy bread, no burger sauce as stated, and no onion rings. When we asked where the burger sauce and onion, onion rings were, we were told they had ran out. Um, asked to speak to the manager to get her to explain why they thought it was acceptable to send this garbage out. And she stated not to shout at her because she isn't in charge of the kitchen. I mean, he was shouting. Like, Buck Rogers was shouting. He was. <laughs> he was. I can picture it right now. He was hollering. He was probably like six pints in. And <laughs> I, I'm envisioning a Brit. And he's totally British, but for some reason has an American country accent. Yeah. He's like, but you gonna get me my panini? And he's like, like fully, he's fully British. Oh, why do I picture him storming out of this place, getting oh. into his, like, lifted truck with a yeah. Confederate flag <laughs> on the back, and, like, storming away yes. with, like, cut-off muffler? Yeah. Like, right, right back, right back to Yorkshire. And it's yeah. like, how did this, how did this fully British gentleman become so American? Oh, man. Um... Well, Buck continues, requested a full refund for the meal, and thanks to Weatherspoons, they ruined a rare family day out. Buck, now, maybe don't bring your family to Weatherspoons. I'm going to say, 
my family ever brought me to Weatherspoons for our rare day out, I would ask them if they hated me. <laughs> Not only will I ever... I never set foot in this particular branch. I won't set foot in any weather spoons at all after the poor service, food, and management oh quotation my God. Oh my God. response. Shame because the building and ambiance was really nice. Oh, uh, the management was quite, that was quite insidious. The, the quotes. Management. As if it's even being managed. <laughs> It's not this even alleged this managed mad <laughs> restaurant. <house. Yeah. laughs> well, Buck, um, I'm sorry you. I am sorry you didn't have a nice day out with your family. I am not sorry. We got a chance to experience your pain with your review. <laughs> sorry, Buck. Um, we have a lot of reviews, actually. Well, maybe we'll paraphrase a couple. Um, here's from, uh, Natal Lethem. Parentheses, Nat. Nat. Where's my Nat? Okay, Nat. Weatherspoons, period. <laughs> Strong opening. <laughs> it is a really, just, just, uh, just Full stop. Uh, arrest your, Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons. Dramatic pause. Went at a quiet time. Went? Went. Oh, went, okay. Quite empty. <laughs> the use of periods here are quite This something. is really abrupt. Yeah, quite empty. <laughs> Thursday night between Xmas and New Year, which is coming up. If you're if you're if you're at the art picture house in Bury, uh, yeah. between Christmas and New Year, quite coming up. Maybe try it out. I don't know. Quite The toilets were disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the toilets at this weather spins. <laughs> I'm not Yo, surprised. <laughs> not great. Um, not looked at at all the time we were there. Mm. Toilet roll everywhere. Checking feet as you leave. I, it's almost like slam poetry the way that it's written. I was going to say, this reads a lot like, you know that famous, what, it, was it an Ernest Hemingway like short story? Yes, yes. Baby shoes. Like, for sale. Baby shoes. Never worn. Yeah. Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons. Quite empty. For sale. Baby shoes. Weatherspoons. <laughs> empty. Never yeah. worn. Never looked at. I think Hemingway came back from the dead to write this because there's the whole iceberg beneath the surface of the story that we're not even understanding. It's the implied. Like, why did Nat go to a Weatherspoons not... between Christmas and New Year's? Is everything okay with Nat? That's a really good point, actually. Think about that. I mean, like, at that point, yeah, I mean, that implies, like, family things are happening or something went down over Christmas. Like, yeah. they lost a kitchen, yeah. it exploded in their house, and yeah. now they have to go to Weatherspoons <laughs> to get their dinner. <laughs> yeah. Hills like white Weatherspoons. Mm-hmm. For Nat. For whom the Weatherspoons... Tolls. <laughs> a farewell to Weatherspoons. <laughs> um, there's, there's still more, though. This slam poetry. I want to do a full... Let me just do a full slam poetry yeah, reading of this. Yeah, full effect. Weatherspoons. When at a quiet time. Quite empty. Thursday night. Between Xmas and the New Year. Toilets were disgusting. Not looked at at all the time we were there. Toilet roll everywhere. Checking feet as you leave. <laughs> this works so well. <laughs> I'm reading it verbatim. Cheapest chips, though, if that's what you're looking for. 
great building. Cheapest chips. That's it. Great this building. is it's a wonderful I mean I didn't get the slam poetry bit until we just this is some beautiful slam poetry. Nah, come on the pod, let's talk about it. I would I would love to has left twenty eight other reviews. Twenty eight pub reviews from I Nat. would I would read her other reviews. Like I, I, she needs to hone this craft and this is a craft I can't write like that oh my god um ooh a picture we have here <laughs> it's not that interesting to read but the guy was like the portions with my burrito were no good and it actually is quite honestly not any good these are very bad portions well I mean his first mistake was he ordered something Mexican adjacent in the UK Yes. <laughs> All the Mexican ears. So like, I don't want to say that is Mexican food because it's not. No, that is an affront to humanity. <laughs> so, so the the picture is. Of, oh yeah, um, describe it. Describe it for our listeners. Burrito. A very poorly wrapped burrito, also small. It's a very thin burrito. Yeah, um, about very. Tortilla? It's a very flour tortilla, right? It's just pale white. It's it's the color of a British person in midwinter. Um, when they can't get to tenor, it could be a British person's skin that they've wrapped it in. I, that, that, that was weird. I would not be surprised. I mean, but would I be surprised? Probably not. It's cheap. I'd be like, this <laughs> cost of living crisis. <laughs> um, but it is on the classic, again, blue and white plate of Weatherspoons. Yep. And, like, to be fair to Vijay here, there is probably six tortilla chips on that plate. Mm. Um, and then they, like, plated a spoonful, just a spoonful of salsa guacamole which does, it's very brown um, and like a teaspoon of what I assume is sour cream on a lettuce leaf so it's like Why the lettuce scary leaf? it's like scary lard right or like a lettuce wrap or a lettuce cup I, like I think he is warranted in his complaints around the uh, servings <laughs> the, size. The plating is quite something. General lack of food. <laughs> the, the plating is really quite something. That was definitely fourteen pounds. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I would I would be furious. I would be furious if that was my burrito. Yeah, it's it's not one spoon of salsa, not one spoon of guac. Spoons, right away. There's spoons. It's two. It looks like two spoonfuls. Yeah. Um. I'm just going through. Uh, this is this is perhaps the most concise review. Definitely the most concise. Just just rip it. Just rip it. We don't have to spend. Two, this one just sums it all up. <laughs> From Mr. Richard. Mr. Richard. It's a typical weather spins. Cheap beer and wine. Cheap food. Beer is better than the food. And that's the story. That's it. <laughs> that's it. How many stars? Three out of five stars. Three stars. I mean, <laughs> if you're he, the thing is, he went in there with reasonable expectations. Yes. <laughs> so he wasn't surprised, shocked. I think. I think the problem with people like um, Mr. Uh, Buck Rogers is, you know, they really have to temper expectations when yes. they go to a location like this, and like. If you get your cheap beer and you're happy, then you're happy. You have to manage expectations. Manage expectations. Yeah. Be very clear, concise before going into the situation. This is what you are going to have at this Weatherspoons, because it is a Weatherspoons. And then there's no disappointment. 
Enough said. Sounds like a jaded, almost 28-year-old. <laughs> Speaking of not fucks, I think we should segue into our final segment of the pod here. Yeah. And kind of explore the concept of what is art? And maybe we can finally put our finger down on what is art? Is this art? Are we art? Is Between Two Spoons art? I don't know. Let's do it. On Wikipedia, art is defined as a diverse range of human activity and resulting product that involves creative or imaginative talent expressive of technical proficiency, beauty, emotional power, or conceptual ideas. That's a pretty good definition. Yeah. Good job, Wikipedia. Man. We uh we have. Oh my God! Is that is that the birth? Of, that is a Botticelli. That it, is a birth of Venus. The birth of Venus is on here. It's on the Wikipedia page for art. Verified. I am. I mean, you brought the right person on to talk about art. You just threw down the birth of Venus, and we came right back to birth of Venus. It was like birth of Venus. Van Gogh, some sort of dog statue. What is the dog statue? It looks uh, Chinese. It looks Eastern. That dog has like weird devil fangs. Oh no, Japanese, I think. Okaniwan Shisa lion. But yeah, so clockwise from upper left. So yeah, on that Wikipedia page, you have the self portrait by Vincent van Gogh. Female ancestor. Oh, proper Dutch enunciation. Proper Dutch enunciation. Oh, oh, because the G. The G is so hard in Dutch. Hazelich. Yeah. It sounds Eastern. It sounds like Middle Eastern almost. It's a little like, yeah. Like. I've been told like Ali in like Arabic it's like Ali like it's back in your throat Holly? yeah just like yeah. the G um, actually so this is like a tangent but I have to put this out there because I'm still proud of this do it John um, I corrected one of my professors in France because she was wrong once and that was you don't do that frequently um, I feel like especially in France yeah like no, a like, French professor she would be like it was it was a weird experience, but she insisted Vincent Van Gogh was French, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" That is amazing. She's like, "No, he's French." And I'm just like, "He's Dutch, but he he yeah, he lived in France and like in Arles and over Sarwaz and like did made art in France, but Vincent Van Gogh is Dutch." And like the entire room was like. He is Dutch. And, and she looked are, it up. His are Dutch, yeah. Yeah, she looked it up and she confirmed. She was like, oh, he is. And then she just kind of like... How do you get that wrong? I don't know. It's Van Gogh. She's a smart woman, too. It's so like, I don't know why she was stupid for not knowing it. But like, she really, she was really confused that I was like, correcting her. But I was like, I, I want you to know this because this feels like it is, it's pretty common. But tangent, tangent. That's, okay. that's excellent. Was this whole conversation in French? Yes. That's oh, class. Yeah. That's class. That's, I peaked yeah. at that point, John. I haven't. It's been all downhill since there. Correcting a yeah. French professor in French. That was a Paris. high five, listeners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so there is. Ooh, what I like is this next line in the Wikipedia page, though, which I will say. Uh, there is no generally agreed definition on what constitutes art. 
um, and its interpretation has varied greatly throughout history and across cultures. For those of you interested in some light reading, uh, What is Art is a book by Leo Tolstoy. <laughs> it was completed. <laughs> we continue. I never knew it. Let's go. I was like, whoa, Tolstoy, let's go. Um, Leo Tolstoy, the Russian author, you know, like uh, Anna Karenina, Love and yeah, War. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was completed in Russian in 1897, but only first published in English uh, due to difficulties with Russian censors. So the Tsar, I mean, this must be contentious. The Tsar wasn't about it. No. The Tsar was like... They're like, we, we aren't letting this out onto those bookshelves. Yeah. Onto the streets and onto the bookshelves in Russia. Yeah. The only way it's going to do it is... Some poor soul probably smuggled it across the border, and they, they got some translations. Russian. Notoriously easy to translate from. <laughs> easy. Super easy. That must be a crazy... Oh, I can't even imagine, because that's acrylic? Is it a, no, no. Um, oh, the, uh, the alphabet is... Oh, no. Acrylic is the type of paint. It's... Um, I'm way off. <laughs> Cyrillic, maybe, Cyrillic, is what yeah. it is? Yeah. But no, it's a completely different alphabet. Yeah. Translation is also very trippy when you think about it. Yeah. There are so many like connotations and different meanings and cultural implications of words, and so to try to translate it from one language to another, where it's also like one culture from another, leads. I mean, it's just like the translation itself is a work of art because someone has had to make decisions around what word they're going to use and what implication or story they're going to like put out there. Artful. Art fun. Um, Tolstoy cites time, effort, public funds, and public respect spent on art and artists, uh, as well as the imprecision of general opinions on art as reasons for writing the book. So essentially... It was late late nineteenth century. Tolstoy's like, I don't know what art is. Yeah, I'm Tolstoy. Let me put down my thoughts to a page. Let me give it a go. Yeah. Uh, in his words, it is difficult to say what is meant by art, and especially what is good, useful art. Uh, art for the sake of which we might condone such sacrifices, and are being offered at its shrine. Uh, throughout the book, Tolstoy demonstrates an unremitting moralism, I have no idea what that means, um, evaluating artwork, artworks in light of his radical Christian ethics and displaying a willingness to dismiss accepted masters. So he dissed on Wagner, Shakespeare, and Dante, as well as the bulk of his own writings. If they didn't vibe with his morals... I have no idea. I have no idea what this paragraph means. That's what I sort of take like that he uh, took like a very, very like moralistic and like oh if it doesn't like align with what I believe in then it's bad art. I, I, maybe maybe I'm misinterpret like yeah misinterpreting it but I feel like it's like the Medici thing in like like Renaissance Italy which is hundreds of years before but it's like you know the Medici's and all their funding of arts and public yeah. works or like the Catholic Church's funding of arts in Italy yeah. where it's like sure you can make art as long as it's within the realm of what we define as okay as a yeah. society yeah. and serves our purposes and doesn't doesn't contradict any of the things that we need people to think. 
I can, I think that fits. I think that works. Because also that's like a pattern that's repeated so many times, back to the Impressionist piece. Like, none of those artists were ever shown at like the exhibitions in Paris because they were making immoral or immoral art or art that was not considered art because they were doing it in plein air, out in like nature, out in the countryside when art was made in studios. Yeah, I mean, like... So, like, we always like to try to put a box around it, but as soon as you do, then... Well, you're not the tastemaker, and you're not the artist. (laughs) Well, you're probably the tastemaker, but you're not the artist. Boundaryless. Why not make art in a Weatherspoon? Why not make art in a Weatherspoon? And and plein air in a Weatherspoon... Mm. Inside, but <laughs> inside. Wow, I think we've cracked out. it. Yeah, yeah. I think we're artists. Yeah. Um, he kind of brings it. Here's his like main thesis: uh, having rejected the use of beauty and definitions of art, which is interesting. Um, Tolstoy conceptualizes art as anything that communicates emotion. Quote: Art begins when a man with the purpose of communicating to other people a feeling he once experienced, calls it up again within himself and expresses it by certain signs. Hmm. I guess by that, I take it to mean he thinks artists are trying to, like... I'm curious if he thinks artists are trying to reflect or share that very specific emotion or feeling that they had themselves with the artist. Which, if that's the case, feels like kind of highfalutin to me, because you can't control what other people are going to think. But maybe that maybe that's also not what he meant. He means, and he's just trying to capture that the artist is like creating this because they have a strong emotion and they want to put it out there. Yeah. But yeah. they maybe agree or understand that other people aren't going to pick up the same thing that they do or that they did and are still okay with that. Thoughts? Okay. I can't say I'm going to read this Leo Tope so <laughs> I probably won't. It sounds, it sounds a bit thick. I'm sure it's like 600 pages and it's probably just a slog to read. Yeah. Something like probably like you're a grad student like, yeah. uh, learning about art. It's sad. Only Russian that I ever read was Crime and Punishment, liked that, but can tell you have not gone back since. I have a cherry on top for us. Okay. Um, so we, we have uh, the Art Is Foundation here. Okay. And essentially, they had a program and they reached out to primary schools across England and the UK and they mm-hmm. asked kids. The kids. The children. What is art? The youths. And they gave them ten words to describe. Use describe art in ten words. And we have uh, we have a number of quotes here. And for some reason, it's in this article. There's a toilet. I don't know why there's a toilet. I'm very confused as to why. But other than a clear that, clear toilet too. Yeah, there's. A, I guess that toilet is art. But here we have. Could you read some of these quotes? Pick out your favorite ones. We have, okay. we have some primary school kids saying. This is art. This is what art is. Ooh. 
I like art is a colossal house with windows of inspiration. Um, I really like art is everything. You just have to fight it. That sounds a little bit pretentious, though. It's like it's like oh, like you just haven't found it. <laughs> you just don't get it. You're just not in on it. Um, I think those were my favorite ones. Let's see if there's another one. Um, this one is really cute. Art is a kite with your imagination attached to its tail. So, art is like sort of taking you and your imagination along for the ride, right? I think I'm trying to get too logical with this one. I'm trying to think of the physics of a kite. <laughs> I'm famous. I'm just imagining uh, a person Benjamin Franklin getting sh getting shocked by a lightning bolt. I'm just imagining yeah. now Benjamin Franklin being dragged around by a kite in the air. <laughs> Very violent art. Yeah. Um, and then this one, this this last one, I really like too. Art is what's on the inside expressed on the outside. That's sweet. That is art. Art is what is on the inside, expressed on the outside. And my inside art, apparently today, was a very sad John Coster. Sad, sad cartoon me. Yeah. Well, I think I think that answers. I think we finally answered the question. Uh, I think that, dear listeners, if you want to reach out to us, please reach out to us at our aforementioned email. It's uh, between two spoons at CBS at Wilco dot, dot co dot UK dot UK dot, dot net at Gmail. Yeah. <laughs> dot word. Dot. That's it. Reach out to us with your thoughts. That's a real email address. Definitely reach out to us. Um, it's yeah. definitely being monitored. Well, it's been a pleasure yeah. talking art. The art we made here today, the art we are seeing here today as I stare deeply into the blue eyes of the red-headed man. Oh, he's, he's still there. I thought he might have disappeared like one of those Harry Potter he's paintings. Like, actually, a very good point. Yeah, he I just think, walked I off. I think when this weather spoon closes, he just like wanders off and finds his way back to this... Manchester uh, Birmingham New Street Airport when he goes to say hi to his pigeon friend. Yes. Birmingham New Street train station. Yes, there's another painting there where he, well, actually, he just goes from Weatherspoon to Weatherspoon, just kind of occupying a frame. It's a whole network. Yeah. Um, but no, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Hannah. Thank you for having me, John. Yeah. Thank you, listeners, and uh, be all that you can be. Between Two Spoons, signing off.